Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. Standing six foot two, 297 pounds, from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, abortion is healthcare. Agreed. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Can't currently give a shout-out. He's in the kitchen watching my wife make flowers. Arthur is not my brother, but a senior dog. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, this guy is both my brother and a senior dog from Everything Comedy. It's John Daly. What is up, bro? What's up? Hey, player. And what's up, what's up shitheads? It's yes. fun to say, what's up, shitheads? Hey, yeah. shitheads, it's your brother Dales coming at you live from High and Mighty. Not live at all. Not sure how this works. <laughs> <laughs> and we just did an episode of High and Mighty last week. We did uh, like a fake live a High fake and Mighty episode <laughs> during yes. Double Threats live podcast. Yeah. And weirdly enough, we are now doing a pre-recorded episode of my podcast talking about live performance. So we're Two doing, things that we, we haven't did. Yeah, we did, we did a, a live, live performance. performance of the podcast, but now we're doing a recorded episode about live performance. Not that yeah. live performance specifically. That would be so self-indulgent. Even but more I was thinking since than the- since Double Threat, since Tom and Julie have that episode of your show within their episode, how does the how does the paperwork add up? How do, how does that? What's well, the legal lease? What. What's the us. legal lease? They, they fucked, fucked us big time. We were supposed to get twenty eight hundred dollars each, and they fucked us. Whoa! Oh my god! I'm suing the venue. Yeah, I'm gonna sue the venue and um, all the what, guys. Venues. What a way to burn bridges in comedy! I was under the impression I was making a bunch of money doing this live show on a Wednesday night, and now yeah. that it's not happening, I'm suing everybody. Yeah, and just. You know, can't wait to tweet that out there. Um, <laughs> but we 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 killed. Let's we absolutely it. It crushed. Was great. There's no I way for we you were, to double check that. Would you say that we were <laughs> we were the best part of the entire fucking thing? It's considering how little I paid attention to the rest of their show, but really was focused during the part where I was on stage. I feel oh, no. like I, I I'm a not a good judge of how it all went down. No, I was just joking. It's so funny. <laughs> no, it's, of course, they're the fucking funniest. They're they the, two of the a... funniest people in the world, and that was the funniest bit ever. We we basically <laughs> they did podcast doctor or what what would it be like uh, podcast rescue like bar podcast rescue. rescue yeah exactly like and they they were like all right we were podcasting and then they they stopped us a little too much I'd say a little too yeah much I would say the the main thrust was Sharpling wanted us wanted us to try huffing instead of weed <laughs> right yeah huffing uh, yeah make the podcast high and mighty huffing, huffing stuff or something like that HR huffing stuff I forget what he was really pushing for but it didn't you know I had a blast but the most the biggest highlight for me was catching up with you backstage and we kind of were talking about how Live performance is probably on the mind for a lot of people like us who 
kind of performed yeah. at the UCB and then it closed and pandemic and now it's back open and you're not necessarily a solo performer. Oh. So you're like, where the fuck? me. No, nah, no worries. Let her rip. Where the fuck am I supposed to Damn. go? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. And then also we got on the topic because you also have a music album that is yes, funny and is also record. good music. But thank you. You've also toured live music. So I like I'm about to tour. Yeah, you're about to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, doing, fuck. Yeah. Doing. Doing a oh, tour right, you're going with Colleen Green, right? With Colleen Green. It's called the Green Daily Tour <laughs> and it's going to be phenomenal. You know, Green uh, Daily Dookie. It's kind we're of at, like uh, we're in Buffalo on the 25th uh, at Mohawk Place. We're in 1026. We're at in Detroit at the UFO factory. 1027 Chicago at Coles Bar. 1028 Bloomington, Indiana at Bishop Bar. Sorry, I'm doing this. 1029. Sorry, I'm doing this. <laughs> Bloomington, <laughs> 1029. We're at Bloomington, Indiana at Night Shop. That's it. I'll, 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 plugs over. Plugs no, over. dude, please get it in. We'll get it. Uh, we'll list those again officially. And then I'll make right. sure this episode comes out before uh before uh these dates I'll, yes th this will Great. come out next week so you could plug those dates so and i made a record ding dong delicious yeah so that's uh, that's inspired that's what i want to talk about because touring yeah. kind of feels weird like you're seeing tweets uh notes right. app tweets every day from a different recording artist who's like we tried to tour but it just doesn't make sense financially or health right well i've i've written mine yeah, you've already have yours. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, it's in my it's in my notes app. Now I could read it to you, but I I want to keep it a secret. In keep case it a secret. I have to Since do the it. news came out about what I did, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ned is Ned the Trigon. I'll fire Ned, even though we've never met. The Trigon. Ned was gonna come. We're on talking tour about with me Ned the Colin. Trigon. <laughs> we had to let Ned go. Gabriel, are you going to those auditions? Those try guy auditions, dude. Are you gonna? <laughs> I'm gonna go try out for the try guys. Try guy tryouts, <laughs> but they have no idea that I'm shooting my own uh, stuff. Of like, uh, you know, I I shoot myself trying new stuff, and in this case, I'm trying out. I'm shooting myself trying to try out for the try guys. Uh, right, the tripod. I'm using a tripod. T in a sense, comedians are try guys. We're trying out things <laughs> and seeing if they who, work. Or who is the original try guy but jesus <laughs> yeah he is <laughs> jesus the first try guy oh my god i'm more of a bi guy and i'm flexing but i guess for listeners that might come across as someone who's bisexual but <laughs> hey go for hey, it that's man. kind of true <laughs> it's a yeah it's a big beautiful world and you gotta you know experience it hell yeah live it up doug <laughs> but uh did you just call me doug i said dog uh, it'd be cool either way. Hey, man. So, hey, Doug, we have the same first name and I get it wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. Brian Daly. Yeah. So you have to do my podcast, Two Johns Don't Make a Right, because you're a J O N as well. Oh, yeah. It's three J O Ns. And if so, Two Johns Don't Jonathan Make a Right. Daly? Sorry, is your, is is your birth name I, Jonathan Daly? I'm going to send you a gift for talking about plugs so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Some flowers or whatever. What'd you say? Uh, is your name Jonathan Daly? Is your birth name Jonathan? Yeah. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. Joe same. Nathan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and But same growing up John, in the era we John. grew up in, no one called you Jonathan or Michael or Daniel or David. It was always Mike, John, Dave, Dan. There was, um, I would let like teachers call me Jonathan because like I couldn't stop it in a certain way. They would just, call, even if I said, please call me John, they'd just be like, Jonathan, or whatever for for a certain and then i was like immediate then i learned to be like immediately like my name is john not jonathan or whatever yeah. in in class and then everybody would come up to me and go my name is john not jonathan <laughs> like, ah, make fun of me hey you stood out by doing this thing <laughs> well it's funny do I, that dude i said we are from the era where people didn't go by like their full names full, but we are like, also from the yeah. era of like if you stand out at all shit is <laughs> is not going to be good for you <laughs> yeah now we're in the era of my name is Zeeps Norps. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, now it's like there's zero kids. I, I bet you it swings back the other way because like all the kids who are named like Mason and Rainbow are all going to get married to each other and then have kids named like we should just name our son Dave. And it's like we, we should right. swing back. I think all like the kids of the, the, the grandkids of hipsters will swing back to normal names, I feel like. Because it'll right. be the hipster thing to do. Well, they have a kid's name like Arlene. Bob and Wendy. <laughs> well, that's when 70s names like Rick are going to yeah, come in. You know, Rick like is a Gary. Fucking, 
<laughs> Gary, hey, how's it going? This is my son, Gary. Like, you can't even imagine it. Gary once, and Barbara. Once the names get so weird and whacked out, and Elon Musk kid is is what a once you Kappa, have like subscript Delta. and exponents in your fucking kids' names, like just going back to Rick and Ron. Imagine a kid named Ron right now. Like, a, yeah. this is my son, Ronnie. Ron. Hey, Ronnie, <laughs> dinner time. Someone hey, go Brooklyn, tell Staten Island, Brooklyn. Ronnie, go get your sister Esther. It's time for fucking bed. Let's go. Oh, wait, yeah. Where is, yeah, where is everyone in that? Um, but how do you feel about live performing? How do you feel about the live performance? I feel great about it. You know, um, I'm looking forward to the tour. I've been doing shows. I, um, you know, I feel great about it. I feel like uh, there's a, probably a, there's another wave of COVID happening right now. It seems like people are really getting it. And it's because it's turning cold. Not here in Southern California, where it is 80 degrees right now. Yeah, but people are moving from the uh, outdoor cold. bars to the indoor bars. And yeah, and it's that time when you get a cold because it's like weirdly cold and you forgot a jacket. You go into a subway or something like that because you live in New York, the only other place in the world. <laughs> the only other place I've lived, so I have no context the only other for place, anything. Yeah, I have no context. Or you, you know, the, the subway in your city. COVID's probably, probably spreading because everyone's on the subways. Someone yeah, like in yeah. Minnesota is like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? We don't live in a bubble, but everyone probably has COVID from the J train. He must be talking about the uh, the, uh, sky, the the frozen lakes. Anyway. Better thing, better thing, a funnier thing. I was trying too hard. I was trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Look, hey, that's part rat, of live performance. They must be talking about pizza rat. <laughs> that's part of live performance. You trying hard. <laughs> being a try hard? Yeah. Try guy, yeah. try hard guy. I'm actually uh, the, the elite Patreon tier of try guys is for me and you where we try really hard at stuff. Yeah, we actually dedicate our lives to it. I'm Alex Honold. I'm like, all right, you want me to try this? I become Alex Honold. You're talking about the so free good. solo guy. Just you go so, so good deep at climbing. Down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just free climbing uh, El Capitan. Like it, the equivalent of that. That guy, that guy is such a. I mean, dude, that guy. That he, documentary. His is... career is basically his. The sport he plays is like putting a revolver in his mouth and <laughs> right. like spinning the fucking barrel. And he goes home and like he's like. Yeah, his girlfriend, he hides from his girlfriend when he's going to free Solo. I mean, come on. <laughs> he doesn't want her to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see my parents again. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why are you taking all that chalk? No reason. He is, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, suspect. Suspect. Uh, um, see, I, I really, that, that documentary really spoke to me. Not in a way, because like, I don't have the dedicate my life to something bone in my body. Like I just like, I love options and like, I, I, I'm, I don't like, <laughs> I, I'm lazy. I'm like, you know, I don't, yeah. I, I don't try. I don't like to put in a lot of effort. So that documentary hit me in a way where after he climbed, where after he does El Capitan. Oh my God. Yeah. He comes home and they're like, and the documentarian's like, what are you going to do with your time now? Like this rest of this afternoon. Anyone else is like, well, I'm having five tacos or like I'm cracking open some beer, a bottle of champagne. He goes and does pegboard holds. He just goes yeah. and does climbing training after yeah. doing one of the most. It's like winning the Super Bowl and then going home that night and pushing a sled like in your yard. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the weights. What, <laughs> that's the Michael Jordan mentality. He's like, yeah, and that's somebody why he said the wrong fucking thing. And I'm just going to take it personally and make it really, really bad in my head and fixate on this thing. And that's yeah, that's what. But I don't think Honold's doing that. Michael Jordan's different because he's like, yeah, I got angry at that comment and it fueled me for two months or whatever. Right. And then I needed something else. So I started some shit or whatever. It's like uh, super uh, weird. <laughs> but that's what it takes basically for, yeah, for that, him to for be him that to guy, for yeah. him to do that. So what it takes to be Alex Honold is just to be born Alex Honold, this kind of like this kind of like weird uh smooth brained, just kind of like emotionless. Like well, uh, like husk. he literally is like physically built for climbing in that he's like lanky with big hands and not heavy and then he's yeah. mentally built for climbing because like you have to be like kind of weirdly focused to do that sport you have to like not have anything else on your mind and yeah. based on interview footage with him he doesn't seem to have much else on his mind like right right i'm not you're not yeah. I, god god help you if you're like oh 
Alex Honold made this playlist. Like, I yeah. you know, like I'm not going to listen. I'm not pumped to hear his music or what his favorite show is because I don't think Homie has thought about anything but yeah. the Dawn Wall. For it's a just decade. like sine waves or something. What does <laughs> yeah, he listen yeah. to? He just listens to like uh, binaural sine waves. Yeah, he puts on he puts on headphones to climb the wall, and the headphones are the sounds of nature, and it's like the same shit. <laughs> yeah, he's the kind of guy that could see a guy die and just like be like, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the science. Yeah, that yeah, the eyes close. Uh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right. That's so, how people die. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's I will time say to take about, my kids to soccer practice. About that movie, like, talk about live performance. That's like the opposite of a live performance. He doesn't want anyone to watch him. He wants to do it like singularly, except for the, the documentary films it. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Who's like been living with him and like like yeah, because he he's got to be like. Basically, like, okay, today's the day. Like, it's it, it's a thing that you decide on the morning. And you got to imagine the filmmaker was eventually like, this motherfucker is going to try to do it without me. So I have to like keep tabs on him. Like, right, right. Honold has that vibe. Like, he doesn't seem like he cares that that documentary came out about him at all. Right. Like, he right. clearly doesn't care about how he comes across because he doesn't come across bad, but he doesn't come across interesting or heroic. Like, he does right. something that is like unrealistic. And you know what he is? He's like a. Uh, an athlete for the tech age. He seems like a San Francisco, a product of like the tech boom or something like that. Yeah, even he's sort a, of like the stoic. Obviously, he's a human being, but he just seems like one of those dudes in San Francisco that's just kind of like, you know, the the tech. He's kind of an algorithmically sound creation, uh, right? And he's and he's sort like of that. like he's sort of like because if if he existed, uh, if he existed like. In the seventies, he would maybe be a little counterculturally, counterculturally, or something interesting about him. But no, like this is the era where you could just be dedicated to climbing, and it's not about the vibes and fellow climbers and stuff. Yeah. It's just about it's about van life, and it's about climb. It's about <laughs> right. climb life, and that's it's all grind set. Yeah, grind, grind yeah. set mindset. You sound like someone who's uh, unfortunately <laughs> listened to countless motivate male motivational and stoicism yes. podcasts. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Gabrus uh, uh, and I did an episode of my podcast. Um, third plug. Uh, uh, the third plug. <laughs> anyway, go to go to the two Johns don't make a right podcast page and scroll down and meet. there's uh me and gabrus doing a podcast i used to do but may do again called deliberately wasting your time with john daly where we just listen to other people's podcasts and um so we listened to the stoicism podcast and i think we decided that stoicism was a positive force in it's it kind of like in opposition to the negativity that's out there for men basically. right i i think yeah. i think it's funny because it's one of those things that's like yeah, actually, the core tenets are interesting, but I think people take it and run with it in a way where it's like, uh, I, you know, my son is crying and I stare at him and I'm like, you must learn to self-soothe like a stoic or whatever. Like, I think people take right. any kind of basic cool advice, interesting advice and go too far with it always, right. especially dudes who are like looking for the like people are like, oh, primal lifestyle is good. Like yeah. eliminate <laughs> processed foods. And you're like. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's get rid of processed foods. Let's go back to and then next thing you know, yeah. it's like they're sleeping on a mat. They have the, you know what I mean? Like it's like okay, they're naming their son Aurelius. <laughs> Come here, Aurelius. <laughs> we ride at dawn. Come, we Marcus. all ride horses to fucking yeah. school and shit. <laughs> well, that's the thing. All blood. these primal we guys. We only eat blood. <laughs> it's like beyond liver. Just like the the liver king. There's the blood king. Yeah, just he's like just a, a vampire. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those guys are like, yeah, Liver King is like, I'm primal, but I am also an Instagram influencer who has five trucks. It's like, okay, what's primal about being on Instagram all the time? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and search engine optimization and uh, using promo codes to help sell pills, like caveman didn't <laughs> pop fucking Seriously. liver pills. <laughs> also, and not to, not to go after the guy too hard, but the guy's got he's just a person with an eating disorder that we're all pretending like is normal and like he's on steroids he's got an eating disorder part of that is just eating liver and disgusting things in front of the camera but think of how much that guy like thinks about eating etc like that guy's got a problem and he's shooting you know anabolic steroids of some he's sort he's got like, you, you don't and you can't get like that he's like his skin is like dick hard dick porn yeah he's skin. got like the Hulk Hogan like <laughs> Slim Jim skin. 
Yeah. You know, like yeah. where you go like you're like that guy is white, but he's like a dark reddish brown with yeah. and like stretched to the fucking limits of what epidermis yeah. can do. Yeah, put that guy in a bun cuz he's a hot dog. Yeah, he's a thick ass <laughs> hot dog. No, cavemen didn't have buns. <laughs> okay, man. Uh Cave tell man, me that you from wanna... your Android. <laughs> I mean, God bless it. His thing like we we're talking about him. I think that's his whole it's just like promo codes, hashtags. There's a whole um, world of people surviving. Like I I'm seeing like posts from bands like I saw like uh Animal Collective posted today like we're not going to be able to tour. I saw Some, this. Yeah. Someone got hurt on the Rage tour. Like someone uh pulled their Achilles tendon and were like Rage and RTJ have to stop touring. Well, yeah, and, Zach De La Roca. Yeah, all these people getting fucking like can't tour and then meanwhile Liver King has got 28 million <laughs> followers and he's got people fucking he's making money hand over fist without yeah. leaving his palace in fucking he's like Florida playing, or whatever. He's like playing Charlottesville to like 60,000. Right. <laughs> he's playing mega churches. It's like <laughs> that guy. He's just like uh, the guys who like rip uh, rip phone books in half for Christ. Yeah, like, those Christian he easily, strong man. He could super <laughs> easily be super Christian and stuff. And <laughs> just go and open up a whole new market. Uh uh, going back to Honold for a second, I really got into Free Solo, and then I, f I, I watched like 12 other climbing movies and documentaries, like The oh. Alpinist uh, and uh, The Seven Peaks or 13 Peaks, it's called. I um, watched that on Netflix, yeah. Dawn Wall. 13 Peaks, yeah. yeah. The Dawn Wall is really I good. I watched The Dawn Wall. But then the one that I really liked and I and I want to recommend to you if you haven't watched because it's not fully about climbing is Valley Uprising. Have you watched this? No. It's on Amazon Prime and it's about like a group of freaks in the 80s who like l illegally lived in Yosemite and were just like all like hippie drug addict climbers. And they were right. just like and it's about the culture like they're running from the park rangers, but like living a whole lifestyle there. And it was it's so it real crossover for my like nature climbing druggy kind of uh, interests all piling into one. Wow. So I highly recommend Valley Uprising. Nice. I read a book. What is the book? John Krakauer book. Into Thin Air. Uh, Into Thin Air. Yeah, so good. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. I never read that. Wait, which is the one about the guy who falls down the uh, thing, the, the, the cliff, and his friend abandons him, and then he crawls with two broken legs all the way to safety and like confronts the friend? Oh, I have no idea. That sounds fucking awesome. The confronts the friend part is part of something I made up, but he definitely uh, <laughs> everything else happens. Yeah, I don't crazy. know. I I don't know his books, but I just watched that Andrew Garfield show Under the Banner of Heaven, which is based oh, on how? his books. And it was wait, what's that about? It's about Mormons? like uh, Mormon fundamentalists and like a murder mystery oh, in like a Utah yeah. town. It's fucking a good show. And yeah. made me. I felt. I fell in love with Garfield uh, between that and um, Tick Tick Boom. I love the dude. So it was. It was really a fucking cool show. I w w John Krakauer is he a J O N also? Wait, is John Krakauer a J O N? Shit, he, he is. should do the podcast, and then we can turn right, left, or wherever we want to go. Holy shit, that's weird that he came up and he is a J O N. Krakauer. Yeah. Smoke crack hour. <laughs> Looks like it's the hour for crack, baby. What is this? John crack hour is what my wife says when I bend over to pick something up and my ass crack sticks out a little. <laughs> yeah. We got to the top of Everest. My job, my wife was like, what are you, John crack hour? I was like, baby, <laughs> baby, we're black. about to summit this shit. It's so crazy and hilarious that at the top of Mount Everest, they're just dead bodies like sticking out of every which way. It's like, this like natural graveyard and still people like crowded. It's like crazy crowded. Yeah, now. it's like fucking Disney now for millionaires. They're like mm -hmm. just give all their gear to like a local uh, Himalayan or Nepalese Sherpa guy who like risks his life and limb to just get white people to have Instagram posts at the top of Everest. <laughs> yeah, when they die, they're like, it was a good gram. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> um, we did it for the. It gram. got a thousand likes, dog. I mean, so many people. I mean, not Sherpas. I mean, Sherpas. I think are probably the least likely to die. It's like, right? It's right. like, yeah, just idiots. Um, well, you see, like those images of like the line of people waiting to go to the summit. Like, and it's like that feels like <laughs> that yeah. feels insane. I would feel like such a dick. Like, I want to do something that yeah. big and that epic. But if I'm up there. 
and there's like 200 rich white people and like a bunch of locals working for them i become so i'd become so instantly uncomfortable i'd have to get out of that situation yeah yeah because you would I like would, i always get mad like i all the mean, shit you, i you like wouldn't summit it you wouldn't i would, get I would go just before it and go you know what you people yeah. ruin this for me <laughs> and i snowboard down i win <laughs> later suckers hit that pow pow it's like alex <laughs> alex honold's at the top break dancing <laughs> He's so he's, good at climbing. He's at the top he's so good at climbing. doing chin-ups. Yeah, he's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, it's not even interesting. <laughs> he just he's goes doing, up there to work out. He's doing a super robotic exercise. <laughs> he's on the Peloton <laughs> at the top. Of- oh, uh, in my yard for Halloween, I am going to take our Peloton and buy a skeleton and, and have a skeleton, skeleton on a Peloton. <laughs> Is that yeah. something that's been done before? Shout, uh, shout me out uh, rat me out <laughs> come to my house steal my peloton don't oh yeah don't steal my peloton i imagine i'll spray some uh webbing on it that spray Ooh. web why Hell not yeah yeah that's fun i like that skeleton on a peloton pretty clever you got you got are you gonna uh be a halloween costume do you have a halloween costume sorry i do, do not uh, have something wear? picked out yet my wife usually just dresses in like some kind of witchy type outfit which is an excuse to like buy something expensive in black uh but i if i don't have like a halloween specific plan yet like that saturday like the saturday of halloween weekend like i don't have like a costume plan i should come to i should get together on that asap it is october 11th i'm also realizing i have a wedding in like a week and a half and i don't have like what i need to wear for that so i also have to do that (laughs) both of those just came to me in this moment i'm doing great you shouldn't Wait, that's a that's a Halloween wedding then. Jeez, that's a yeah, that's and, close. and they have like their kind of thing is like you know dress crazy, like try to outdo us. So like I don't know exactly, but no costume. So I don't fully, uh, I I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do. It's very complex, but I'm what, gonna, what I'm gonna do is Wait, ruin. What are my, they? Do you know what they're gonna be, or is it gonna be like intense? I think th- I think they're doing. I think like the bride is doing a few changes. I'm assuming the groom has some like crazy ass outfit put together. So I'm ve- I'm very I'm very <laughs> curious. Like change it. Wow. Changes. Just yeah, like, yeah. Out, four different outfits. Four different looks yeah. like Sarah Jessica Parker at the fucking Emmys. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, they have an announcer for ladies and gentlemen, the bride. Put your hands together for the bride yeah. now in her <laughs> spring look. <Yeah. laughs> She's ready Why for hors d'oeuvres in her yeah. long gloves. <laughs> We all want to turn back the clock. For some people, it's vanity. Others just to relive those glory days. But for me, I would like to wake up every morning with zero brain fog, a clear mind, and be energized as when I was younger. You know, getting up, feeling groggy, a little brain fog, like a million different things going on in your mind, hard to focus. But thanks to first person, I'm able to take a more active role in my brain's overall health. After witnessing the deteriorating effects of Alzheimer's had on their father and grandfather's cognitive health, brothers Chris and Joe were determined to take brain health into their own hands. 25 years of research and experimentation later, they created First Person, an innovative, precision-targeted cognitive supplement system which uses brain-boosting medicinal benefits of mushrooms to activate the full potential of human cognition and brain health. First-person supplements made with functional mushrooms stimulate the body's natural production of specific neurotransmitters that trigger activities like energy, mood, and sleep. That's why I like the Moonlight Supplement, which helps me get that sleep. And we all know sleep is very important. Now, I, I wake up feeling rested, getting my full seven to nine hours coming back ready to rock in the morning. So start improving your brain health and cognition with first person. Get 15% off your first order by going to getfirstperson.com and use code mighty. That's G-E-T-F-I-R-S-T-P-E-R-S-O-N.com code mighty for 15% off your first order. Getfirstperson.com code mighty. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're anything like me, you're a pretty busy person and shopping for clothes uh, is not high on your list of priorities. Or it's very triggering because you have body issues and shopping for clothes uh, re-litigates all that. I don't like shopping. I have a busy schedule. But with Stitch Fix, they can help that. It's an easy way to get clothes that fit you. You don't have to endlessly scroll through options. All you have to do is answer a few questions about where you typically get your clothes from, what you like to wear, and your price range. 
And with your choices in mind and a wide range of sizes available from XS to 3XL, I'm a 2XL in a lot of companies, and they were able to find stuff for me. So they'll find your perfect fit and send you clothes handpicked just for you. Trust me, I had to buy a bunch of clothes for a TV show. It's very hard to find stuff in my size. Stitch Fix puts the effort in for you. They got you covered with over a 1,000 brands and styles you know and love, and they'll show you how to wear head-to-toe outfits just so you can get dressed and go. So right now, Stitch Fix is offering my listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash mighty. That's stitchfix.com slash mighty for $20 off today. S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Stitchfix.com slash mighty. How are you feeling about going out? for live shows like are you pumped do you did you miss it because yeah you were for the longest yeah. time a regular live performer performing at least one night a week if not more then that sure. stops down for a duration of time for us right and now right. it's kind of back a little bit how, how are you feeling about the tour are you giddy or is there a little nerve are there any nerves like outside of performance am i or? giddy i've been skipping around <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. You know, look at this guy's a little light in his loafers. He must be going on tour soon. I'm absolutely <laughs> giddy. I'm uh No, um I yeah, I feel fine about it. You know, I've been going to shows and I am you know, I feel like pretty conscious about I don't know, like you mean COVID-wise, like wanting to not get COVID-wise. I've kind of just been like, you know, I get the boosters and I'm probably going to get yeah, I got to get this new booster. And I just got, you know, I just otherwise just kind of pretend that it's not happening as much as I can, because if I really engage with it, it, it uh, makes me go crazy. Uh, Yes. Because I need it to psychologically be over, uh, to remain sane. So I kind of have just put an architecture of being very conscious, of course, of everybody, but just kind of to myself, pretending it doesn't happen. We can cut this out if that's problematic. I don't know. No, I don't think it Um, is because I don't think you're alone in that. I mean, like. The only way to like travel is to be like, okay, COVID exists, but I can't be thinking about it. Like I will do this. Yeah. I'll keep myself as safe as possible, but you could scare, like, it's easy to scare yourself into not doing anything. And that's yeah. where I lean to. And stoicism. I got COVID. I got COVID. <laughs> that's where I look to the writings of Mr. Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and not to mention Epictetus. <laughs> Who was a slave? I love being so informed on. (laughs) I love being so informed on shit that like could not matter less. You know what I mean? Like, I feel the same way. The way you're just rattling off specifics like that is like me for like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like that shit never. Like you're like I'm finally able to talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) because there's a pot. Yeah, exactly. Well, Uh, sorry, you were saying something else. You could play. A version of Dungeons and Dragons. This is a terrible idea, but I'm going to say it. You could play a version of Dungeons and Dragons with philosophers from. You could. It could be like Rome. You run into <laughs> Epictetus, former slave, now free. He freed his mind in prison through cycle through uh, Stoicism, and like it could be a Stoic. Dean, the most boring. The <laughs> yeah. most boring. everyone just sits. It's like you're presented with a monster. I. Don't react at all. Yeah. Don't <laughs> oh. react. Um, anyway, get into stoicism, guys. Um, Trust us. Trust McConaughey's us. doing it. Um, so love, I love him. If you love if you, you have to kind of turn that part of your brain off a little bit so that you can go out there and bring people the fucking art, your show people what you're doing. And sure. And, or just to go anywhere, you know, like going anywhere. I mean, sometimes right. to do I, anything. I went to, to see yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Sometimes I have to be like really conscious of it, and sometimes I don't. Basically, like right. you know, if yeah. I'm yeah working on something, I am very conscious of it, and if I'm not working on something, I'm very just like okay, I just you know have to psychologically take myself out of this, you know, the zone where it's happening. Like I got COVID, I got the old school COVID nineteen. You know, no Uh, Omicron or anything like the original one. I got really (laughs) sick and then was like, it actually like took a while to go away. It took like two and a half weeks to a month to like exit my body completely and messed up my smell and the crazy way that it messed up my smell. I don't know if you've heard anyone. I want to put it out there to anyone listening. Actually, the crazy way that it messed up my smell is it 
blended, and I'm serious about this, blended the smell of my uh, bell movements of my crap, right? That smelled equal to my, uh, to my body odor. Did this happen to anyone else out there? Because my body odor, I would smell it and be like, ah, it smells like shit. And then like, I would take a shit and be like, whoa, that smells like my body odor. What is happening? And my smell, and I got like really paranoid. And then I was on a bike ride with my girlfriend and I was kind of like, we were going by this sewage factory that I knew was, you know, always smelled bad. And I smelled the smell that I was smelling with my body. And I was just like, oh, the COVID has chopped up my brain so that I smell some sort of organic thing the same. Like that's what, instead of like making my smell go away, now it's like evened out, but it was so tripped out because I, I was like, am I really sick? Like what's going on with me, man? I was like really like, paranoid. Well, because and- like, you, are you going up to like people going like, do I smell like shit? Can you smell my armpits and tell me if I smell like, like- I was doing that. I Because I would be, yes. that's what I would be like, oh no, COVID gave me like, fecal but bo but no it just like scrambled your fucking uh it scrambled my brain which is what asparagus apparently asparagus messes up your brain triggers to make your pee smell like asparagus seems to smell but it's all in your brain your pee doesn't actually smell like that really or something oh yeah i don't it's a I'm real not Bill thing. Nye. I'm not Bill Nye, the science guy, nor do I. No, you're John Daly, be. the saxophone guy. I'm the sax. That- <laughs> I play sax. That's I'm the it. sax man, baby. Come on. I'm the sax man. You know me. <laughs> hey, but why would you listen to me? I'm just the sax man. Look. <laughs> yeah. If only. If only I had that sweet, uh, sweet sax. Uh, that's fucking nuts, dude. That's right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That stresses that. me out. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and then I don't think I got I th- actually I think I did get COVID again, but I tested negative like three times. But I was like, this is fucking co- like COVID. <laughs> it was like during a big swell. Yeah, I think so. I got I know I got COVID twice, and I think I may have gotten it a third time in the middle because I was sick for like eight days, but I kept ripping negatives. And I was ripping negative. I was just <laughs> negative like after <laughs> negative ripping out. Truly, I was on a production and they were like another negative. I'm like, I, like they're pulling the thing out of my nose and there's like boogers and snot all over it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sick. They're like, it's not COVID. I'm like, OK, you look at, COVID yeah, is you around. Look at the, yeah, you're like, you're like I think uh, I think you 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 made this test up. What is this? Yeah, like, like COVID just is like, peaking. I have all the symptoms of COVID and you're telling me it's not COVID. I feel like it is, but who knows? Like I had a medical professional test me and they said I wasn't, but I still swear I was. Maybe I wasn't contagious or some shit, or maybe I was. Look, either you're a super spreader who've killed thousands of people literally, or you were living (laughs) your life, dude. Hey man, (laughs) just trying to live my life. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to do my job, man. I just want to live my fucking life, bro. Uh, Yeah. Um, Uh, I randomly Look. thought of this the other day, Daly. The first time I really met you, like mm-hmm. uh, we were around UCB. You were on uh, Mother and doing uh, shit with Brett at this point, and mm-hmm. I was new to the theater. Uh, you guys did a cracked out wedding. Asked, you were like, "Yeah, you should come by, do a character. We're doing it like Tony and Tina's wedding. We're gonna fill the r- room up with people." I'm like, "Oh, that's so fun!" So I like just came as like a like a new New York guy. And fucking Rob Hubel was there as Ted Nugent. Uh, yeah, he was Jesse Falcon us. gave him a compound bow or whatever. Yeah, there was a, yeah. a lot of crazy shit going on. And then the lights went out. Yes, yeah. yes. And I was like, I can't believe like, and I was like, Daily, hey, thanks for asking me. You were like, yeah, cool. We're getting started soon. And then like oh, fucking eight minutes later, the lights are out. And there's just like 60 people in the basement for a midnight show wasted 60 people performing maybe a hundred something in the audience and we are everyone is wasted and then the power goes out at like right at the peak of the fake (laughs) wedding ceremony you guys were having (laughs) yeah yeah and then uh we got a bunch of flashlights from like the back room and (laughs) the the audience shined flashlights on us and we finished the show (laughs) like that yeah, that's fucking crazy. rad, man. That's live performance, man. That's, that's like, live performance, man. You got to pull it out. You got to pull it out. That's the shit. Like, it's funny because it is like 
you know, 25% that magical, 25% as awful and as annoying as you can imagine. And then 50% of the time, just like a nice uneventful live performance. Like, oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. Sometimes it's transcendent. Right. Sometimes it's like the venue sucked, the audience sucked, the people I I sucked, like everything sucked. Well, the venue sucked because the venue had a uh, big, uh, was under a grocery store and there was a big bag of fish blood uh like that got caught and the, this thing would fill up with fish blood and one day i saw this guy pat bayer who was like uh at that point an intern uh the the garbage bag that they had filling up with fish blood burst on this poor dude and just soaked soaked this guy with just the most putrid literally fish blood just fishy like it smelled like car keys mixed with it was so nauseating something something at the uh uh, in the supermarket above something drained incorrectly always yeah into into uh and the preventative measure was a bag or like you know duct taped to the ceiling and then you would just see it get full like and like where if it didn't burst, where was that water? Where was that water in quotes? That shit was far from water. But where the fuck was that ending up? Who yeah. knows? By the way, in case you guys have people like heard, the, are we just like rehashing lore? Is this like Belushi saying, <laughs> eat a bowl of fuck? <laughs> right, right. I mean, it is It is a little bit of, it is a, a bit of lore. Like people know about it, but that's pretty far removed now it's like that's not a big uh people aren't talking about chelsea ucb 20 on 26th street anymore isn't that part of the isn't there well who knows who knows you know yeah i don't know dude yeah it's just <laughs> we're fuck, just we end legend. up in like a lawsuit situation legends <laughs> dude, Le- save it li- for the book <laughs> Yeah, I know. Please, uh, live from UCB, give me my... Uh, I'll be the Jay Moore. <laughs> Have you been doing improv at all? I did my first improv show last weekend. First, How was like, that? It was so fun. I had, like, from not performing improv and only <laughs> seeing people talking about improv or setting up improv shows online, I had gotten a bad taste in my mouth about improv. Like I was just like, ugh, it's whack. It seems so corny. Like just having not done it and having the distance from it for so long. Right. Right. I'm like, why am I, I I would never, why the fuck would I do this? Like this makes no sense. And then going back and doing it, I'm like, oh, this will be fun. It'll be fun to go back to UCB Franklin and do a show. And I did Elefante, which is like the new ass cat and fucking, I had the time of my, like, it felt like I was shooting hoops in my old elementary school, but I was having fun. You Just know what I mean? Like, it felt a little swish, hack. Swish. Yeah. Swish. Yeah. Maybe a little. It was Wait, more, it felt hack? What does that mean? It felt like a little, like, you just, like, railed against how dumb improv was in your own head for, like, two years. And now I'm back, like, yeah. You know, like, I felt like I was, like, lying to myself a little bit, but I had. Wait, so you, do you, I'm sorry, do you rail about how improv is dumb? Not out loud, not to anyone, not on my podcast or stuff, but I like, I have like my relationship with it evolved where I was like it, but I think what I was seeing was like other people do it poorly or post Instagram pictures of their cast right. and me going like, oh, improv is wet. Cause like, like well, everything me in Gemberling, my life. Me and Gemberling were talking about this on uh, my podcast, which is the only way I talk to my friends apparently. And, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we were talking about, we were talking about that and just kind of like the whole like god get like the stages you go through with improv where you're like really want to do it and you're like i want to be good and then you're kind of like it's i don't know i go through stages where i'm just like i'm just kind of doing this to like do it like i don't feel engaged right like if i don't feel challenged in a way or challenged and i kind of like almost go for some dumb shit like see, try to see how dumb i can make it and so i'm like well what how about this bad shit deal with this or whatever and i'm just kind of like ah, i don't I, I don't know if i want to do that. and then i kind of do it again and it's like more kind of like yeah but i think it, my it relationship does have, it does have a thing that like theater doesn't have in general like there's right. a thing you can get with it that's amazing you know yeah so. and i think i like i just have like uh you know i'm personally 
dealing dealing with my own like I'm dealing with my own personal relationship with improv where when once I wasn't doing it I was like couldn't stop thinking about how I did it for like 12 hours a week for 10 years and it then it all went away <laughs> and I was like yeah oh and I don't feel like like I was not like oh no I'll never improvise again like it didn't even hit me that way I like you know what I mean I, I, I kind of was just like oh cool now I don't have now it and like seeing how much time I put into it and what I actually got out of it, you know what I mean? It starts to feel a little like summer camp memories in a way, you know? Does right. this make any sense? Like, uh, my dynamic with it has changed. And, and I'm back to, like, a healthy relationship where I'm like, I'll gladly do some improv shows, but I will not be stressed about how many I do if I do it, if, I'm lo- if I feel like I'm losing it. But I do miss live performance. And to the... Do they pay you at the new UCB? Is that yes? The- there is a payment structure. I don't fully understand it, but I oh, will- cool. So they make it really complicated. <laughs> yeah, well, I think make it really hard to figure out. Good. Everything good. is kind of <laughs> really complicated now, but it seems like it's all complicated for them and for us. It's just like here's your twenty six forty five or whatever that you got from doing the show. You know, like whatever. Okay, because it's like a fifty fifty split, split amongst the cast members. Blah. You blah, get twenty six forty five. No, I just made up a random number. But I, I was going to say, like, if we had gotten 25 bucks or whatever back in the day for a show, like, imagine that that's like pays for a meal when you're If I had starving. gotten $20 for a Harold night, like that, if I had gotten $20 a week cash for like the seven It would have changed my 20 It would have meant a lot yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, yeah. I w- it would have been like a real, like, I wouldn't have maybe had to also have so many shifts as like a transcriber and a PA during the day, too. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like burning the candle at all five ends. And all it, yeah. took, w- uh, all it took was like 15 to 20 bucks each. You know, I mean, yeah. at the time, shows are $5 a pop. I get it. Yeah. That's- when I'm waiting tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, I- when my feet hurt from fucking bartending and I'm like, oh, I could have just gotten $20 for the show did I'm going to do anyway. Did you, did you bartend? Uh, not in New York City. I bartended. Uh, well, I did. I did bartend in New York City on every Long once Island? in a while, but I, di- I bartended on Long Island in my, uh, through college in my early 20s. That's cool. I never uh, did that. Yeah, I mean, and now that's a job I would want again. <laughs> like I, would, I worked and, at Starbucks. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, the, my first job in New York is was it? Uh, live, I worked at Starbucks. Yeah, there was a Starbucks in my Horrible. hometown that my best friend got a job at uh, over summers uh, while he was going to school uh, back in, in Long on Long Island. So when I would come home to visit. I would go to his Starbucks and get like, <laughs> and he was like the best at hooking it up. He would give you like a, be- like you would order an iced coffee and he'd give you like an iced coffee, charge you for like a small or whatever. And then in the bag would be like an espresso machine, like stolen, like straight up, like the top shelf stuff that they have like over here. It's like, they're gifts. They're $180 each or whatever. He would just like put that in a bag for me and I'd walk out. I'd walk out with like a coffee and three insulated mugs that I would like give to my mom and ants and shit like really <laughs> yeah so you were we, shoplifting yeah we were stealing we were i i did that way too much in my teens and 20s you do it anymore you still do it no i i st- uh, i still get i want to f- start i want to start doing it <laughs> well now because like time. now i'm even more anti-corporate you know like now i'm like i should have taken more shit from walmart over the years i should have stolen yeah. more if anything when from- i was a child i was a corporate bitch yeah. <laughs> like total total shill yeah <laughs> Love Disney World. What a yeah, I know. I fucking would steal slave, lighters from Dwayne Reed. I'd love yeah. to be back doing that, man. <laughs> Brainwashed by the man. Do you find? I tried to. Uh, yeah. Do you find a difference in music crowds and comedy crowds? I know there's a lot of overlap these days, and specifically in your crowds, there would be a lot of overlap. Right. But have you done like specifically music venues or comedy comedy venues? Well, I'm touring and with. Brought your shit with them. Yeah. I'm touring with Colleen Green, so we're doing. Uh, I've I've toured by myself and played music venues. I played the Mercury Lounge in New York and uh, other places, and uh, then played comedy theater too. The Good Good Theater, which is defunct, which was is awesome that, in Philadelphia. Uh, Philly. That place rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I've played other music venues, and I did a a uh, monthly residency at the satellite here in la when that was oh cool which closed during pandemic and uh and then yeah this tour is going to be music venues um with colleen and she um yeah so it'll be great we have we have uh two songs we wrote together so like i open 
and then we do our two songs and then she closes oh that's fucking rad that's awesome yeah now it's great now what are the post-pandemic crowds like because the only thing i've really noticed is that i feel like crowds are way more wasted now than they were previously like whether they like lost tolerance or got way more into having nine beers at a comedy show or something but i feel like crowds in my limited experience i've gone out on tour at high and mighty and i've done a few local shows around here but not a lot of gigs and i feel like anecdotally people are just more wasted right well we've all gone through this collective trauma right and we're all recovering and we're own all art. recovering from it and most people yeah i mean during it like people started drinking more and what doing drugs more and it just goes to it goes to hopefully I mean, now they're just like, there's more driving going on. That's my worry. I think people should drink as much as they want, but not drive. Don't yeah, drink not drive, drive, not fucking act up. Don't make a performer feel bad. Like, don't get angry on the road. And like, and like, also, by the way, not an anger thing, but you don't need to turn left just a little bit in order to make a right turn. If you are the right turn, you don't need to go, oh, I'm turning right. You can just yeah. go right. It's crazy to me. I'm like, oh, my God. How many times I almost get into an accident because somebody's like, well, I got to turn right. Left, 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 right. Yeah. It's drift, so drift over what into the, the other What are you doing? Make, bro, bro, people are. And then, yeah. And I, then I, you look at the guy or woman who did it. And they're the nice that they're just like smiling and they're yeah, like, hello. And they don't even realize that yeah, they don't they're even supposed to be cringy don't. about what they did. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, oh, you okay. should be awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to beat your fucking ass. Uh, yeah. So frequently I'm, I'm next to someone on one of these surface streets, like Melrose, Santa Monica sunset. I'm next to someone who's in like a big SUV and I'm driving and I'm, all of a sudden they are over the white, like over the dividing lines and like not by much, but by enough that I either have to speed up or, uh, or slow down because there's also like car cars parked on the street, like opening their doors and like delivery people and shit. And I got a guy, like a person driving a fucking Porsche SUV who's pushing me over the whole time. Like I, I yeah. so frequently find myself flooring it just to get like ahead of this person. And then you look in your rearview mirror and they're kind of like, yeah, uh, the amount of people I catch. this has nothing to do with anything. This is old man shit. The amount of people I catch looking at their phones while driving yeah. In a way that is so unnecessary these days, like the amount of people I see drive like this, where there's so many ways to like kind of look at your phone while you drive that are like slightly safer, Not like having it exactly on your lap. Yeah, yeah like, like people are con like my side street, the street I live on in West Hollywood must be a ways cut through because we just get random people blowing through our little quiet side street like in an SUV looking at their phone and it like you can like try to step out with your dog or something like that and someone's going like 45 in a 30 in like yeah. a, and like not paying attention and you're like what the fuck is going on but we all just spent two years looking at our phones without driving and now we have to drive and not look at them where we're like this sucks yeah the, driving sucks looking at my phone rules like, yeah look at my phone I, i'm driving but really i mean i'm on my phone yeah i'm just like it's, a, it's another zone out session yeah it's <laughs> fucked up man yeah i mean yeah the, another collective trauma but people get yeah people there's more road rage right now there's more road rage and i want to say to everybody out there let's just take it calm let's just chill it out no um, i i'm yeah. with you john i feel like and again this is just anecdotally but i feel like people are generally angrier. Like everyone's a little closer or everyone's lost like one full uh, coat yeah. of patience and uh, we're in public better just not try to look like an asshole. I think right. we all lost like one layer of that where people are comfortable looking like assholes. People are comfortable being like angry at the teen who made you your coffee or whatever. Well, that's or me, John Daly. That's yeah. me, baby. I'm like, yeah, what you're always is this? <laughs> throwing hot you coffee idiot. into a yeah. group of baristas. Throw hot coffee. Oh, I'll throw shit all day long, man. Don't take me to a... <laughs> you take a sip of it, spit it out on everyone. What do you call this trash? Yeah. I threw a beer at an opera singer at La Traviata, man. <laughs> is that funny or 
bad. I don't know. Anyway, let's I don't even get it, but I love it. <laughs> moving on. Everybody's angry. Yeah, let's take a let's take a no wonder there's so many and you know the 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 Dell dude. <laughs> the Dell dude. Just the guy who used to say gotta get a Dell. He is now a like public speaker, um, kind of bro code, like grind set get kind of kind of dude like Chet Hayes kind of like, you know, inspirational dude. So the Dell dude is coming out and he is he's now like like I want to help you. Like get help, dude. Get help, <laughs> right. Yeah. Dude. He's like dude, helping you're getting like help. Helping men. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's like, dude, you're getting better or something like that. And that's a thing that we could be. Do you should we do that? Should we yeah should I I mean in general I do think we could all be a little less worked up like we're yeah. already and i understand there's a lot of stuff going on at like uh, a, a political level a societal level that is very frustrating for whatever side you might be on it's frustrating like there everyone's being fucked over a little and then like you're just got all this anger you're pissed about how the last two years went you're pissed about inflation you're pissed about how broke you are how sad you are how Many loved ones have passed away. <laughs> like, yeah. all this shit is in your mind. Let's go, Brandon. Go, yeah, let's go. And then you're out go, <laughs> in public and you're just like, this, all right, this you're is the thing I needed to get my fucking anger out. And it's like, we all need to just breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but keep posting videos of fights that, not, not gunfights, but just, just fights because they are. And if the fights do happen, I do. I will watch them. Oh, I, so I have. I I'm part of the problem. Watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like to I'm watch always fight. watching fights. Yeah. I used to love <laughs> watching those like fights in Russia where it's like 15 on 15 guys just like in a park with like jeans and T-shirts on just like brawling out. Like it always just seems <laughs> so fucking wild. <laughs> Did you watch that one in the fucking New York City McDonald's where there's like yes, the guy pulls out an axe about. out of his bag? <laughs> he just pulls out an axe and he goes, it just breaks a plate glass window. That's like the first thing he does to make a statement. He breaks a plate glass window and then he like just threatens people. He destroys a McDonald's table, which is weirdly easy. Yeah. Right. Isn't it weird? It's like easy? made of like fucking candy glass. It's like yeah. Shatters. Yeah. He somehow he, he, he doesn't seem like he's putting enough effort into it to like to get that reaction through yeah. that quick. But a dude who just gets an ax out and just. Goes starts murdering people. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> fucking people up. Yeah, the the McDonald's axe guy was. That's it's so funny how many videos you badass. see of cops like busting a unhoused guy or a lady selling fucking hot dogs or a person jumping the turnstile and how also many videos exist where someone's committing like violent threatening assault and no no one is stepping in like cuz yeah. i'm not i'm not going to be the guy like at one point the guy walks over with an axe to like a woman who's sitting at the table and i'm like who's going to be brave enough to like go to crazy axe guy like hey yeah. man i think it's time for you to leave the mcdonald's like yeah I, like no one can do that shit yeah it's 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 just on as soon as that guy like starts opening his bag, everyone's looking at him. But and then people still try to be like, uh, well, if he comes near me, I'll get up and do something. <laughs> right. Like, and it's well, cause what I, he's doing is so bad. shit. Well, it's that New York rule, too, where it's like, oh, something crazy is happening. It's like, don't draw any attention to myself so I don't have to engage directly with the crazy. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm sorry if the word, I think the word crazy might be offensive now, whatever. Someone is going through something intense in public and you're just like, wait, keep looking straight ahead. You know, crazies. Wait, so crazy. Well, I guess I'm not calling them crazy. I'm, I'm calling what they're doing crazy because well, maybe they are actually mentally ill or whatever. But when someone's like standing on the F train, wiping their ass and like yeah, shit yeah. has fallen <laughs> off the paper towels and stuff and they're all over the floor. <laughs> the best. You yeah. <laughs> you the instinct from a veteran New Yorker, you know, to not get up and walk away because if you yeah. get up and walk away. Someone's like, oh, what the f that person turns on you. But so you have to just sit there and literally eat it sometimes where you're just like, mm hmm, mm hmm. I'm not upset with how you're like someone pounding the fucking bench seat next to where you're sitting and you're just like, I'm not going to even tell this guy to be quiet. Like yeah. you just kind of have to go, like, you mm -hmm. have to get seven yourself more out stops. of there. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, here we go. 
<laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah, somebody's yeah, so much, so much uh, uh, heinous sadness. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but and uh, yeah, but I was gonna say if crazies is problematic, then uh, then John Carpenter's Escape from New York is problematic because the people who live under the under the subway are crazy. Are called the crazies, yeah, <laughs> crazy. The Duke with his little chandeliers on his uh, pimp mobile yep. is so awesome. Hey, number one. Hey, hey. Uh, dude, this has been really f- two Johns two catching Johns. up. No this H's. Two Johns do make a Zoom. Yeah, two Johns make a Zoom for sure. This is John incredible. John. Does is, any, my dad yeah. always called me Johnny, and his side of the family called me Johnny. My mom's side Johnny. all calls me Jonathan, mm. but my dad's side, Jade. Hey, yeah. Jaddy. There get- was a there was a teacher who had an English accent. This woman in in high school, and she said Jonathan. She just called me Jonathan. I was like, you know what? Just call me. This sounds great. If you're yeah, English, it sounds cool from you. Sounds yeah. cool. It sounds right. But just yeah. Jonathan, like Pittsburgh. No, my friend's Cuban grandmother always called me Yanatan, and I love that so much. That made me feel like special. Yanatan. Yanatan. You- have you ever Adorable. met an, a British or an Aussie guy who goes by Jono? I think there's John like o. A, I, have. I think there's a comedian. I have. Like, That's so yeah. weird. I know. I just met a guy named uh, Yano. It was Yano. J O N O, but Yano. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I know a few like J O N N O's. It's like, yeah, it's Jano, mate. <laughs> like, okay, Jano, see you around. <laughs> Jano. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I might have to switch to that, you know, just Oi to there. Like, stand it's out. It's me, a bit. Jono. Oi, it's Jano. Welcome to Hoy and Moity. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> go Australian, man. It's the way to go, dude. It's uh, you, if you become Australian, you can work as an actor in the United Some of the States. Best a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all you need to do. It'd be so yeah. funny. Guys like us pretend to be Australian next to like the Hemsworth brothers. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> like we know it's the accent, right? No, like, it's oh, I'm the from Brisbane. <laughs> in it, I'm a bit of a <laughs> Melbourne bogan, I Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just make up things about Australia. Really good idea. Sorry, Australians <laughs> listening to this. We love you. We're big fans over there. Thanks for listening, Aussies. Um, big fans. Midnight oil. Great. Ooh, how can we sleep while the beds are burning? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hit. I love that fucking song. Yeah, I, uh, I was all about it. Still am, dog. Never giving up. Yeah. Daily. Now yeah. is the official time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Green Daily Tour? Because it's like a Halloween-ish tour, right? You're Green going Daily out like- Tour. It's the pre. It's pre-Halloween. It's um. Check my Instagram. It's uh uh for for ticket links and um, yeah. You uh it, we we can we can say that we're right now we can release. It's it's kind of uh under wraps a little bit. Uh, but um, I can say that we are playing Buffalo on the 25th. And another thing that I can release at this point is that we are playing Detroit at the UFO factory on the 26th, the 27th. Of course, it's Chicago at the Coles bar. And I have been informed that I can say that it's 1028 Bloomington, Indiana at Bishop bar, 1029 Bloomington, Illinois. There's two Bloomington, double tap night shop, Bloomington, Illinois. Never been to either one, Bloomington. So I'm excited to. Oh hell this. yeah! Two nights in Bloomington spent, is another I spent book. Title. Much time in Detroit, but yeah. I'm psyched to go to Detroit. Hopefully, uh, Jack White will. He lives in Nashville, I know, but hopefully he'll be visiting Detroit, <laughs> and I can hang out with Seven Nation Armies, Jack White, yes, <laughs> and Tim, anyway. Tim Robinson, and uh, and Sam. Yeah, exactly. Get the, whole- <laughs> the Detroiters, the best. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, so rad. Go see Daly and Green at these uh, venues. Follow Daly on uh, all social media. Listen to his his album and uh, check out his check music out my album, videos Ding that Dong you Delicious. put in a lot of effort on that are fucking fun and catchy AF. Dog. Yeah, give him some views. Pump up those views. Those are rookie numbers. Um, We're going to need to get those numbers up this season. Let's go, baby. See yeah, Daly if you it. live in any of those cities he listed. Come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. Come go on see, now. Um. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Go see live and, comedy and, and, live and comedy. music in your town. And, and don't be an asshole about it. Now yeah. on HBO Max, 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Yeah, how hard can that be? Just go on my a, show okay. with Adam Pally and John Gabers. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's the daily show. We're all, just show. Li- we're all just living in it. <laughs> yeah, you guys do a good job at hosting it. <laughs> thank though. you. Thank you, Daily. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now. Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.